Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 35 of Sinji City Games. And we're basically your host, Anthony, and i just be talking about video games today, and specifically about the new title update for Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. <laughs> and I was actually really excited whenever I saw the the show, or the digital, uh, I guess you could say the digital show, on YouTube. And... Again, like I said, I'm really excited because they're showing the Dragon Vulcana. And I know for sure it was shown before Monster Hunter World, but I've never ever seen it or well, seen it, never played against it in World. Because for Monster Hunter World, I'm just not really into the game because there's just so much going on that I just don't mm, really enjoy the vis visual spectacles. It's too graphic heavy oriented it just really turned me off to be honest it made it feel like disgusting i mean i am trying to get back to it like slowly but then again like i said it is like a slow progress i really do enjoy playing more monster hunter rise and monster hunter generations ultimate because the artistic choice style in those games are really great and i love them for how quirky it is but anyways for Velcana, so if you don't know what it is, like I say, imagine like a dragon, and it's an ice dragon. And that's basically what it is. And you'll be unlocking it in Monster Master Rank 10. And you have this really cool ice gear once you kill it. I really want to say, if you ever seen like a character decked out in like ice gear with icicles popping out. I don't know, I think something magical. That's how the Vulcana gear looks like. But it was really cool, and not only that, Capcom or the Monster Hunter Rise team is bringing out, but they're also bringing out Risen Crimson Glow Valstrax. Again, Valstrax is like another dragon, but think of him more of like a jet engine dragon. <laughs> uh, he, he's like red, and he does these really cool dive bombs against you that can do instant kills, which is really scary, and that's with you being max ranking gear. I'm going to be really excited to see that one. But see here, it looks like he's only going to be unlocked once you're Master Rank 160. Which does kind of say how much of a tough opponent this monster is going to be. And after that, we're having a lot of Elder Dragons that are going to be unlocked at Anomaly Quest Rank 220. Which, again, is a quite a feat of his own. So... Again, I'm saying all this information with in mind that you guys know what Monster Hunter is. And if not, I believe I did talk a bit about it like in one of my podcasts like a couple years ago, if I'm not mistaken. And a couple years ago or a year ago, I already forgot. <laughs> but yes, anyways, I'm really talking with this in mind that you guys know what Monster Hunter is. And again, if you do want to see what it is. There is YouTube videos, a lot of YouTube videos is to see what those games are. You can just put like any Monster Hunter video in to get a feel as to what I'm talking about. And again, if you just want to see the specific monsters, you know, there's Vulcana, there's Valstrax, there's um, Kamalos, which is this really cute uh, chameleon. <laughs> I, I like the way he acts. It, it's really cute. Even though it's deadly. And let's see. You also have Bezigius. And I know I'm missing someone else. But that's not the point. The point is that. Let's see. 
There also is Anomaly Star 8 for Chaotic Gore Magala, which will be unlocked again. So <laughs> there's just a lot of tiers as to a lot of different types of level categories in Monster Hunter now. It is honestly a lot because it first starts out with your normal Hunter rank ones, like the one that you normally see from all Monster Hunter games. And then you got your Master rank, which is basically G rank, if I'm not mistaken, if you guys know what that is. And then from there, it goes on to, what is it? Anomaly research, right? Yeah, anomaly research points. Excuse me. Anomaly research points, which is like your third tier. It's like the the different tiers of levels here. So anomalies are like your super OP like difficulty. And I, wanted, I really want to say they're the actual G rank versions. Because you got your regular hunter rank, which I would say is like your normal, then your master rank, which I want to say obviously is in the middle, and then you got the anomaly levels, which is your G rank. That's the way how I want to see it, since those monsters are really nasty, and their movesets are nasty as well. Nasty in a good way, I mean, of course it's better for you if you get hit by it, and considering the amount of armor that you use to go up against it, it really does define how it's going to go out for you in that hunt. <laughs> So, of course, if you're using like great sword, long sword, any type of blade master, it's usually it is a lot easier, a lot easier, a bit more manageable, I guess you can say, to go up against these monsters. But if you're using like mm, bow, light bow gun or heavy bow gun, you're going to have a hard time if you, you know, don't know the ways of the monster and how it acts because uh, your armor is really crap. <laughs> like it's it's just not good to get hit at least that's the also experience that you get from monster hunter generations ultimate <laughs> where blade master is the way to go if you want more defense you know and basically using bow is the way or i guess you can say like any like type of gunner weapons is a way of trying to kill a monster as well like a lot faster but as a result you know it's you killed quickly as well if you're not careful if you're not knowing what you're doing and anyway so there's a cute little feature that they include as well is that once you reach to anomaly quest 111 or was it master rank 111 no oh, yeah it was 111 for anomaly quests and onward so you have elder dragons just start popping in and to the fights and start disturbing you. So <laughs> that's going to be interesting. And you'll also be having dual threat quests as well. And those are really fun and challenging because you'll be stuck in arenas fighting against two monsters at once. Well, I mean, that's one of the reasons. And the other ones would be like at the regular normal maps in Monster Hunter Rise slash Sunbreak. And... I'm just really excited to uh, fight against Falcon because I'm really interested in ice monsters. Ice monsters are like something that I was always interested in or I guess you like Komodo Kombat with Sub-Zero or with other uh, characters or Pokemons, I guess, like Empoleon. <laughs> like I just really like ice powers. They look pretty cool. And the designs that they always give to these characters or Pokemons or monsters are always interesting to me as well. And I'll move on. So apparently there's the hunting guide DLC, which are like tutorial type of animations that were shown in YouTube to give you a heads up and to like how to play Monster Hunter better and just little guides like that. 
and their drawings are honestly pretty stick manish like they look really simple to draw to be honest and they actually made layered armors in monster hunter which is really interesting i'm like oh god i mean at first i was like oh that's pretty cool but then once i actually did see it in action see it uh, being used it actually kind of creeped me out i was like oh god <laughs> because since it it's a mess a mix of that with the in-game characters like minoto and yomoki the chef the chef the chef excuse me and you know basically making them all be together just made it feel unsettling to me i was like this is so weird i i don't like it <laughs> so in my honest opinion i am not going to be getting that dlc <laughs> just because how it kind of creeps me out um but anyways there's this really cool scene of Vulcan and magmalo fighting towards the end of the preview or the digital show and i actually found it pretty cool because you can actually see like Magnamol is getting its ass kicked <laughs> by Vulcan's ice powers. Honestly, if you played the original Monster Hunter Rise, I've actually been playing a bit of it on the PS5. And my teammates are all dying. I think I had to fight it against like three times because all my teammates were dying those three times to the hunts. And that's something else I'm going to get into, but I'm going to talk more about the new update uh so anyways uh the title update 5 will be coming in april which looks like it's going to be like the last update for monster hunter rise slash sunbreak before the new monster hunter game gets released which i'm actually really excited for that i really do i don't know what's it going to be people are saying like there's like really high expectations that it's going to be monster hunter world 2 or you could say monster hunter 6 but it's going to be around that similar regards and i really do hope they i don't know make it look better because for some like i said the graphics for me in monster hunter world i don't like the way it looked it looked really weird like it tried really hard to be like graphically pretty but there was just so just a lot of grainy textures that just made it look ugly at the same time so that's why i don't think we would really get into that game as much and which is why i played it on pc which actually fixed a lot of things since i modded it but anyways uh update four will be available on february the 7th the update for will be of course the volcana and the other anomalies and the risen crimson glow vast tracks that will be included in that update and it's gonna be released on february the 7th and they also put like another reminder that the console versions of monster hunter rise has been released on january the 20th while sunbreak itself on the console versions are going to be releasing on spring 2023 and then lastly they included a Volcano Palimut gift campaign, which will basically be something that is going on right now. If you go to like the Capcom website specifically for this campaign, I I think you just have to sign up for the Capcom stuff. And once February 7 rolls around or 9th, you'll be able to get this cool Palimut gear. Which honestly look really cute. I really like I said Volcano looks like a really cool mo monster, and I'm actually excited to get it for my Palimute. <laughs> uh, let's see. And then at the very end of the show, it gives you this nice cool screenshot of you and your 
buddies, your Palamute and your Palico fighting against the Vulcan, and Vulcan is shown, you know, getting ready to strike while your buddies are like getting ready to like invade or attack it back as well, which honestly is really awesome. <laughs> and I've really become a big Monster Hunter fan after finding out about Monster Hunter Rise back in 26th of March of 2021, and I have not regretted it at all. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I've not regretted that at all. I've actually thoroughly enjoyed buying the game and then exploring Monster Hunter World, which again, like I said, I didn't like, but came to someone like after getting on PC version because I played on the PS5. And I really did enjoy it a lot, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, just because of how quirky the game mechanics are. And I'm pretty sure that's how the rest of the other Monster Hunter games before Generations is. Let's see. Now, I was going to get back to something, right? Title updates in February 7th, February 4th. Ah, I got it. So, I've seen a lot of console players talking about Monster Hunter Rise being such an easy game. And remember how I just mentioned just a couple minutes ago that a lot of people were getting their asses kicked by the Magnamalo, which is like a Hunter Rank 3 quest. So, I'm really confused with these people. I feel like there's just these asshole elitists who I believe... Hmm... I guess understand the game or just better prepare themselves. But then again, I just really hate them, dude, because I'm like, yo, not everyone buys the game to be competitive. I mean, I know there's a competitive scene in that where there's uh, speed runs, you know, that's what makes the game competitive. But Monster Hunter is just meant to be a fun game. And of course, it's supposed to be challenging as well, right? Which honestly, Seeing by how people die so quickly to the Magnamalo, and then seeing online how other people are like, no, like Magnamalo is like super easy, man. Like, I can't believe these losers don't know how to play the game. I'm like, bro, it's just supposed to be like a casual game. Like, <laughs> like it does take like trial and error. Like, that's the way how it's meant to be. It's a trial and error type of game where you discover something that you didn't know before. Like, let's say the Magnamalo. Man, who's a good example? A monster that actually studied its move. Uh, Rathalos? Or was it Rathian? I think it was Rathian that was fighting, if I'm not mistaken. But anyways, with Rathian, uh, she's the dragon as well. That's basically Rathalos' boyfriend. I mean, girlfriend. Um, She would do this attack where she would just look at you and then your character would say something like, watch out, the monster going to attack, that's when you know something was going to happen, and so you're ready yourself and, you know, dodge, you know, out of the way, or do some other, like, cool move, like, uh, counter, that's if you're, like, a longsword or a bow user, since that's what I play mostly, is with the bow. And then you can either, you know, successfully dodge the monster, or get hit and then you you know learn next time like okay when that move happens next time i know what to do next time and that's the way how the monster hunter games goes and you know that's i feel like everyone should give a try to everyone who dies <laughs> i mean of course uh, sometimes i do get frustrated myself as well whenever people are like dying but again if it's like a difficult monster like magdamalo which i feel like is like the first big obstacle for all players i'm like Okay, you know, I got to give him benefit of the doubt because, yes, the monster is hard and you got to actually know what he's doing in order to successfully counter it. And then while you got other 
like easy puny monsters like uh, Kutla Q or what was it, Puki? Yeah, I think Puki and like those other other little monsters like Arzuros. Like if you died to those monsters, I'm like, okay, man, like what's wrong with you? I know this is not like the toughest ones. Um, but it's just different things that I would just categorize it, right? My whole point of this is that Monster Hunter is a nice, challenging game, the Rise version of it. Monster Hunter Rise is a nice, challenging game. And people should really just stop saying that it's an easy game. Like, I don't... I don't really follow you because if it were such a piss-easy game, then no one should be dying in the first place. I mean, to me, that would signify an easy game. But then again, like I said, you got all these weird-ass elitists, man, that... I mean, this makes you pretty toxic. I don't really understand this. Especially, don't like the Monster Hunter World praisers either. They're like, oh man, Monster Hunter World's the best game. Like, oh Jesus. Like, to me, man, it, it's it's not. Like I said, again, the graphics are just not working out for me. The gameplay was pretty okay. The clutch claw was interesting. I'm not sure how I feel about it, to be honest. Because, like I said, I enjoy more Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, and I enjoy more Rise. Because Rise is like a mix of World and Generations Ultimate. But I would say, obviously, I'm falling more onto the hand of Generation Ultimate due to the cool, cartoony way, I guess you can say, is for Monster Hunter Rise. <laughs> Excuse me. But yes, I would definitely say Monster Rise is like a nice bridge between those two games. And which is why coming into it back in 2021 became my favorite game ever. <laughs> and of course, I'll be continuing to play it on the Nintendo Switch version since that's where I bought it from. Even though I do play with a couple friends on the PS5 version, even though it's not my preferred version. Hmm... I guess we. I just like playing more with the Japanese players. I guess you could say on Nintendo Switch. I don't know, cause I just like sp <laughs> just writing in, in Japanese and speaking to them Japanese and Monster Hunter Rise. Anyways, I do hope everyone enjoyed this podcast. And if you haven't got a Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, I would definitely get it. Honestly, it is worth the full price. Like it is a five out of five game. I know I've said this before, but it is definitely a five out of five game. Um. And you should definitely buy it. And if you are hesitant, then I guess you can just wait until there's like Capcom sells. I know for sure Capcom always does like, um, like six month sells, like a sell every six months. That's what I meant to say. You should definitely pick up Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. And of course, if you have friends, you you and your friends should definitely play this game as well because it'll make the experience a lot better. Uh, me, I'm more of a solo hunter. And of course, I just come out and help out other people with their hunts. Uh, that's the thing that I do. You can basically just imagine me as um. Oh God, what's his name? Yaki, no. Hirotaka, Hirotaka from Wotakoi. Like love is hard for an otaku anime show. You can imagine me like Hirotaka, basically. <laughs> like that's just the type of player I am. I normally just play by myself, 
And whenever I want to play online, like with other people, I usually just hop into like other people's quests and help them out. Uh, that's that's the way how I like to do, play things out. And of course, sometimes whenever I do want myself help, I just go to myself to my own lobby and then, you know, I post it online and then just wait for people to join in. And, you know, that's the way how I like to do things, how I like to play online multiplayer games. Yeah, anyways, hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I hope everyone has a great day. And let's see, since February. Oh, yeah, happy birthday <laughs> to those people who's had birthdays coming up this week. And CGC Games is out.